Hi, I'm Graham Lasso, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat with Chris, Craig, and Brady. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat preview pod. This is our rapid preview pod to give you guys all the information you need before Monday night's huge Premier League away day against Spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's the full crew with me today. Chris and Brady are here to give me their insight. How are we feeling about the MNF against Spurs? Brady? I mean, this was a huge game for so many reasons. I mean, it's pride, potch, points, isn't it? It's, uh, it's massive, even though it's only the 11th game of the season. It's easily, I think, the biggest game of the season so far. So much pride at stake. Uh, we're usually their bogey team, but they've held over us a little bit last season. So, um, yeah, and obviously Poch going back is huge. So, yeah, and yeah, they're top of the league and, well, second in the league, and we're struggling in mid-table. So, bit of a must, bit of a, uh, can't really lose this game, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, huge. Yeah, I think I go in between being kind of excited and like looking forward to it, thinking we can do something, to worried that if we don't do something, I mean, we are languishing fairly low on the table and a yeah. bit worried about our future so yeah it's, uh, it's going to be a, a sweat for the 90 minutes I think Absolutely Ma- massive massive game on Monday night let's give you a quick break- breakdown of the updated injury news Benoit Badishil and Rhys James both came through their first starts on Wednesday night versus Blackburn or I guess not Rhys James's first start he started Liverpool but since then both got a good 60 minutes and both were impressive do you think both start on Monday night Chris? No, I think James definitely starts. Um and I think Badiashile won't be starting. I think it's a I I think he'll go Colwell and Silva and probably Dazazi with James on the right. That's that was my that'd be my sort of thoughts. Yeah, I think Posh said in his press conference he needs to wait and see Reese James's fitness, but there is a chance he starts on, on Monday night. Brady, you think you think James and Badiashile both start? I'm going to talk about it a bit in the lineup later, maybe, but I think Reese James will definitely start. Um, although it's interesting, I think mainly because in the past he's actually done a job on Huming Son. Um, but Huming Son will be a little bit more central this time, so it'll be interesting how they deal with that. Um, I don't think he'll start by the issue in this game. I think it's probably a bit too soon, maybe. Uh, I know he got the goal the other night and he looked amazing. I think I would have just have Silver Colwell in the middle, uh, but we'll talk about that a bit later. But no, I think it would just be. Um, the main thing about this game I'll allude to later as well is we will actually have a bench. So um, Spurs are very statistically very strong. A lot of their goals have been, I think, 16 out of 22 goals this season or something like that. Majority of their goals have been second half. So we, we've actually got to have a bench this, in this game is huge. We didn't have that in Brentford. So uh, maybe it could be a Bradley ship, bring Bradley Ashew on or something like that. But yeah, um, I don't think Bradley Ashew will start. Yeah, I think he was brilliant on Wednesday night and sort of got me back excited about him. So he's sort of a semi-forgotten man, I guess, with him being out so long. So I I think there's a chance he he does start. I think Posh would have seen how brilliant he was. And I think if he's ready to go, he's ready to go and and plug and play. So we'll see. I'm I'm not a big Tazazi fan, as you guys are well aware. Mikhailo Mudrik is also back in full training as of Thursday, meaning he has a few days to train and maybe has a chance to start Monday night, which I know we talked about in the review pod that we didn't think that that was maybe a chance... Um, we, we thought maybe Jackson would play or if Madrid wasn't back in training would you throw him back in to the lineup, Brady? Yeah I think so I'm, I'm going to again I mean you'd have I think Madrid against uh, 
Just uh, alluding to some, I'm going to preempt some stuff. Some stuff I listened to London's Blue Pod and CFC Central was usually, as usual, brilliant about breaking a game down. Their weaknesses is their fullbacks, so we can really get a Pedro Porro. You know that they're, they're asked to push up. They come quite narrow. They invert and play quite narrow. Both of them, him and a doggy or Davis, if he's playing. So we, we should have some width if we can find it. Um, so I think you've got to play Madrid in this game. I think also, just from a Nick Jackson's perspective, I just think you need to take him out of the team. If we had Mudrick, Palmer, Sterling starting, you'd have Madaweke, Jackson and Breyer on the bench. I guess we could talk about Breyer in a minute, but we'd actually have some attackers to bring on, so it'd be free and free. So I would start Mudrick. I think in a game like this, he's up for it. You know, he's doing Instagram posts saying he wants to be back. He's in good form. The energy's good. Um, I think you bring him in. I think Spurs will be very wary of him. I think I know the answer to this already, Chris, but you'd bring Mikhailo Mudrick back in straight away, would you? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think he's probably our most dangerous player 1v1. So I think we've got to get him in the team. I think, like you said, Poro's, I don't think he's fantastic defensively. I think he, he's he's as good offensively as he is defensively, and I don't think he's a specialist defensively. And I think Mudrick's pace, um, I think so. We've got to go for it. I think Tottenham are going to play, at, you know, they're at home, they're going to play high. Um, we've, got to, we've got to find him behind. I think having Palmer on as well will help with that and having Sterling as well I think we've got to hurt them with pace um, yeah I think he's a he's a great asset to have back yeah I think a lot of people are going to lean back to that Arsenal game and see how well we played against them and sort of copy and paste that onto Monday night's game against sort of a team that plays in a similar sort of style to Arsenal potentially the other man that is potentially back on the bench is Amando Breuer which will be a massive boost for the uh, the front line Maybe not for Monday night's game, but definitely for the future. Good news all round on him. What, what are you saying, Chris? Yeah, good to have Brozier back. I'd be surprised if he gets many minutes, and maybe if we're losing. But yeah, always good to have him back. I think he's a proper nine, and I think when I when we after the Fulham pod, I said that he's he's a number one strike, and I haven't changed my mind. Um, I think he's he's dangerous. He's I think he's got a good pace as well, and he's just switched on, and he's got a great shot on him. So yeah. A good man to bring off the bench. Again, well, it's I nice to have two. Uh, I think you talked about this earlier, Brady. Nice to have some some depth and attacking options off yeah. the bench. Potentially Jackson and Brody are both on there um, on Monday night. Is that going to help us if we're potentially down in the game? Yeah, definitely. I mean, because Spurs are really quite weak. Uh, not a tall team at all. Uh, haven't really. I don't think they've could. I don't think the aerial jewels is up there. We're not. We're. I think they've only. I think other than Romero. They're only they're all under fifty percent for um, aerial jewels one. So I think if you bring Broyer on, let's say we're one 0 down in the game, you can just sort of start, you know, a bit rudimentary, just start whipping some crosses in, uh, and you can't really do that if any, you know, there's no height otherwise. I mean, Palmer's quite tall, but he's not, he wouldn't his attributes are not linked to heading. So if if we're one if it's one one or one 0 down, you can bring Broyer on for the last twenty minutes and change it up and start putting put it in the mixer a little bit, that sort of thing, unsettling things, change up the, the the tactics. So yeah, I think it's good that way. Yeah, definitely. And it'd be great to have some attacking options for Posh off the bench. I know yeah. that we've desperately needed them in the last You've few basically games. got like for like, right? I mean you could probably you, you can you know you could take Sterling off from Adeweke. I suppose you could take you could put Jackson on the right on the left wing. I suppose for or a second forward for Mudrick, and then you could put Brayer up front for Palmer if you wanted to. I mean, you could do a tri- he, he won't do it, but you could literally do a triple sub like fifteen minutes left, and we just didn't have that versus Brentford. We have you know Matson and Washington, so it's just it's completely different. And you know when when all the attackers are fit, it just makes us a different side. I think absolutely. Well, let's talk about Posh's presser overall. Lots of questions, as you might imagine, about Tottenham, about Daniel Levy, 
um, about the warm welcome potentially that you might get at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Also some pushback, I think, from a lot of Chelsea fans on X um, about his words and maybe his fondness still for, for Tottenham Hotspur, given that he's now Chelsea manager. Where do you guys sit on that overall, Brady? How, how do you feel about his, his comments? Well, talking about X, if you could follow us at X at Eat Sleep Chelsea, we're still pushing for 2K followers. I think we're getting in the next week. That'd be great. If you could support the pod, that'd be fantastic and follow us. Um, I'll go back and forth for this. I think, you know, if when, when you, Fabrizio Romani and Romano on Friday put the, you know, the quotes in, when you read quotes, they're much different to how you actually watch the press and his expression and things like that. But he was talking about Spurs for a long time and he was sort of, or maybe he needs a bit of a PR manager because the thing with Poch is, blessing he does wear his heart on his sleeve and he was like showing his love for spurs and you know he developed as a manager there right that's what made him a manager made him into the spotlight i mean at espanol and southampton the pot the, the spurs job was pivotal for him so it's you know it's his best experience as a manager but you know chelsea manager you know chelsea manager now and it it might not go down that well with the match going fans i don't think you know i think the match going fans won't love it especially if we lose so I don't know, I go both ways. I mean, I think you're not bothered and I think Chris is like quite bothered and I may be in the middle. But um, yeah, what do you boys think? Well, we'll find out from uh, from Chris now. Chris, what, <laughs> what do you think about Bosch's... Uh... Words have been put in my mouth is worse than the Daily <laughs> Mail, mate. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, obviously he, he, he had a good period with Tottenham getting to the Champions League final. It would have been emotional. Um, unfortunately obviously they lost that um, well fortunately and yeah I think he just needs to maybe realise he's the Chelsea manager and um, he's not just a manager of a football team um, maybe that will come with time but you know if we win it's a huge win for us and I would expect to see the manager coming over to the fans at the end of this game if we were to win and you know you know a bit like Lampard did you know giving a bit of a fist pump you know like we're back we're here you know, we're, I don't we're think actually... that's realistic to expect him to behave like Frank Lampard did. Obviously, Frank Lampard being a, an absolute Chelsea man and, and has a massive hatred for Spurs, I'd imagine. Well, that, you know, that, that's what football's all about, isn't it? It's about rivalry. It's about passion. And if he's the fans just... keep their rivalry, can't they, without having the manager necessarily feel that in this exact moment? I don't know. I think it's important that he connects with the fans and this is a massive mm-hmm. game. I agree with that. So... If he doesn't want to participate with the celebrations afterwards, if we do win, then I mean, if we win two nil, if we win two nil, he's got to go to the away end, and he's got. I'm sure he'll go to the away end and applaud. Lampard did. He shouldn't be respectful in that spot, in in my opinion. I don't think it's a time to be respectful to Spurs. Um, I I think maybe inadvertently, maybe he hasn't done this on purpose. If he gets, I don't know what reception he's going to get. To be honest, I think it'd be quite mixed. I don't think Spurs hands are really. I'd be very surprised if he gets. I think I think it'd be quite mixed. Um, wow. I, I, I think Spurs playing well will make it better. Let's say let's say what we were top and or top of the table or yeah, top three and but let's say you swap positions in the table. I think the reception would be pretty bad actually because I think Spurs would be quite more salty about it. But now they've got Big Ant. You shouldn't we talk about Big Ant in a minute and how he sort of revolutionised Spurs this season? Um, I think they're quite happy. So there might be more like polite applause, but I think it'd be mixed. I don't think they like that he went to that he went to Chelsea at all. Because um, I think they see us as like we're not Arsenal, but we're not far away. So um, there's a big rivalry between Chelsea and Spurs, massive, lot of hatred. So yeah, I'm not sure. I think it'd be pretty mixed. And I'm just just deluding. I think 
I think if if there is a polite applause, maybe the play, the the Spurs players get a bit distracted by him coming back. You know, there's a sort of like uh, narrative about it. Maybe that could you know maybe that could um, help us out. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, my take on it is that Posh is going to behave how he behaves. I'm not in the business of telling people how to behave. I think he doesn't really care about public perception in, in that spot, and I think that's absolutely fair enough. He has a strong connection with Spurs historically, in the same way that Mourinho has had coming back to our place or you know other managers. I think Thomas Tuchel would be exactly the same. I think if Bayern Munich came and beat us in the Champions League next year, if we get there 2-0 in the knockout stages, I don't think Thomas Tuchel will be out there giving it the massive one on the Stamford Bridge pitch either. And I think if he was, people would be very unhappy about that. Um, so I think it's about respect as well. And yeah, I have absolutely no problem with Posh um, showing some respect to a place that he's very fond of and a place that it means a lot to him historically and I don't think it affects in any way his preparation for the game, and I think he'll be absolutely desperate to win the game. Unfortunately, we have to talk about Spurs, and let's let's do it now. They are, as, as you know, sitting very high on the table currently, second place. They're also the most overachieving team in the league, mm-hmm. according to expect, expected points. They are 8.5 points ahead of where they should be in the league table. Are we coming in to a game against the only unbeaten side now in the Premier League, in a spot where we might be able to su- surprise some people. I think we look at the stats are actually fairly level. I mean, Chelsea, we should have basically had the same amount of points. They should, have, I think, they should have about. We, I think the Sky Sports released an XG table the other day where we would be fifth and that uh, with nineteen points, and they would. Yeah, they released an expected points table, so they simulated the games based on the chances that we would both have had in the games and simulated the scores they did that I think they said 10,000 times they did that and that was the average of the league table that ran out with us in fifth with 19.0 points and Spurs in sixth with 17.5 Putting the stats aside though it's pretty brass tacks what the difference is they've got better attackers than us to be honest I mean they've got Humming Son and we haven't I mean he's just for years he has over-realised his XG I think this season actually if you compare him to Nick Jackson They've both got um, around 4.55 XG, and some has got eight goals, and Jackson's got two. That just says everything. And something's got to be on stats. With Madison as well, he's been like a plug and play with them, got in, playing, got on the 10, playing fantastically. They've recruited really well as well, Spurs, to be honest. They've got Brennan Johnson, I think that was a good pickup. Um, they have Kulusevski as well, they got on loan, and they only got for 30 million euros. Got a better attacking unit last at the moment, that's just, that's just being honest. So um, that's the main difference. and. We're going to have to have our shooting boots on because, you know, Spurs usually score and they usually score multiple goals. So we we'll have to be really careful about that on um, on Monday. They do tend to give up a lot of chances as well. Just on Son as well, as of the end of September, he had 119 goals from 86.93 expected goals. So, yeah, a historic, massive overachiever with uh, with the XG statistics. doesn't mean that he's lucky, though. It just means he's a quality player. No, exactly, yeah. Obviously, yeah. you're looking at these XGs yeah. are an average... Um, and yeah, he's a he's a good finisher. There's no doubt about that. Chris, what, what do you think about uh, Spurs and how they're playing at the moment? Yeah, you can only be impressed. Unfortunately, they're they're doing exactly what I think everyone expected Chelsea to do. You know, they've replaced their manager. They basically have a whole new team um, with a few people left over, and they're absolutely smashing it. Um, they are impressing. On the ball, I think they've he's revolutionised people like Basuma, um, Poro's playing better, Vicario, Van de Ven. You know, Madison's absolutely incredible this season. One thing you would say about Spurs is they've been very fortunate with injuries, but in terms of their general play, they're dangerous. You know, um, Son's got eight goals, 
Um, we we have to be worried about them. Do we pose the same threat as Spurs do at the moment? I think that's the difference in the teams, isn't it? Spurs are looking like a team that could score a goal, and we look like a team that unfortunately really struggle in that area. So we don't want that to be the difference on Monday, and it's how Pochettino gets around that with how we set up tactically to create good chances in the game. Um, but yeah, very let's, impressive. Let's, let's talk about that now, actually, quickly. Brady, I know you've got a few ideas of how you think that we can hurt them and we can score goals in this game. I thought about this a lot, and then I also listened to London's Blue podcast of CSU Central, but they, they, they do play quite narrow. They press narrow as a unit because both fullbacks invert, and that does make them easier to press a little bit. And I'm thinking uh, we've got a certain right back who can switch the play pretty well. Uh, Liverpool did that before they went down to, well, nine men in the end. If we can switch the play and get them going around and make the pitch wide I think that, I think, and get the wingers in the game, I think that would really unsettle them. So, um, I mean, we've got to remember Spurs also, they've been lucky of injuries, but they've been quite lucky with game state. I mean, that Liverpool game, they were down to nine men. They, it was an own goal. The Sheffield United at home game, they were down to 10 men. All right, fair enough. They scored two goals in the uh, final 10 minutes, but, you know, they're against 10 men. So they've been quite lucky in, in the game state as well. I do think also, you know, that again, I've mentioned before they're weak, weak airily. Maybe we can hit them with Broyer. Um But yeah, like, I think making the pitch wide. And also pressing them as a unit, and press, and also, I don't think they've been particularly. I think they made a few mistakes passing out from the back. So I think you know a Palmer Gallagher press like we had against Arsenal could actually be really effective. So um, yeah, the things that maybe would hurt us, that both teams can hurt each other. I think. I think you know they can press us and put pressure on Sanchez and the other way around. So um, yeah, I think pressing them and pressing them effectively as a unit can really unsettle them and make it make them go long because they haven't got any height up in the pitch. They haven't got any height up front. So if you make them go long, that's a good tactic. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the bookies are expecting goals as well. Over two and a half goals is 1.65, which is very short. And both teams have scored 1.57. So I think they are expecting both attacks to be able to hurt the other team and potentially an open game. Um, certainly a very exciting Monday Night Football. I know sometimes these Monday Night Footballs are very, very poor games. But I think Spurs-Chelsea should be an exciting one on Monday night. Let's have a quick go at the teams then. Um, let's start with Chris. I think the team sort of semi picks itself for this game, but maybe with a few changes, Chris. What what do you think? Let's let's have a go first, or you can have a go first at the predicted team. Yeah, so I go with Sanchez in goal, um, Kukure at left back. Um, this is the team I would pick. Um, Colwell's left centre back, Silva right centre back, James right back, midfield three of Enzo, Caicedo, Gallagher, and. Mudrick on the left, Sterling on the right, and Palmer false nine. Uh, Brady, what, what are you saying? Copy and paste. I've got exactly the same. Um, yeah, Chris, why have you gone from the football? Why have you gone Kukurea? Because a lot of a lot of people are saying we should play Colwell, or maybe because they're a bit concerned about it. Because you know you could play Colwell left back, and then that would like slot Baddy Shill in. How, why have you gone Kukurea? I think he's just really aggressive. Um, yeah. I think yeah. Kulazewski. I I personally don't think Kulazewski is as good as, um, you know, I, if, if they're not expecting to play Son Son at centre back going forward, obviously. But assuming Son's on the left in the future for them, I don't think he's as good as Son. And I think you can get in him and, and make him uncomfortable. And I think Kukure could be the right man. The only other thing you would say is, from a height perspective, maybe Colwell could play there. And you put Dzazi, but I really don't trust Dzazi defensively in this game, so I wouldn't play him. 
I don't think Spurs are that at all. I don't think you have to worry too much about height in this game. Remember, Richardson's quite good in the air, but they haven't got they haven't got tons of height. Really but you anyway. could you could if they're gonna like if you press them high and they play long, yeah. like you would aim for Kulazewski versus Kukurea, right? That's yeah. that's a easy. I also, I also think in this game, Reef James might invert, and if he inverts, we need Kukurea actually for we need some we need to support the wingers in this game. We need to get up the pitch. We can't have two really defensive um, for uh, uh, two fixed fullbacks, in my opinion. So unless Reese James really bombs on and Cole, and that would that might expose us with Son on that side, maybe playing the inside left position. Um, I think you have to play Kukurea to just to get us up the pitch a bit and help Mujuk out and get you know overlaps, overloads, things like that. Yeah, I, I do think that we'll go back to Cole at left back on Monday night. I don't know whether it will be Dzazi or Badishile that starts. I would much prefer Badishile, but obviously. Uh, we're not sure whether he can start and play 19 minutes, and that obviously takes a substitute away, amongst other things. Um, but the, yeah, certainly the team that you guys have got out, I, I certainly think is uh, is reasonable as well. How well left back, Craig? Yeah, again, I just think the height gives us a bit more balance. Um, I think it allows us to build up in that way and get Reese James a bit further forward as well. I don't think Posh is a man that really bombs both fullbacks forward unless we play Caicedo deeper than what he has been playing. Um, the only we, thing is that if, if James bombs on, it does expose Thiago Silva on that side uh, versus Son and versus like a Brennan Johnson or someone else they're playing. So something to think about, I think. Yeah, I think that's a fair point as well. It will be interesting to see that that setup. I don't, I don't think there's much sort of um, to think about in terms of team news, but I do think that setup is something. I think, will... six, I think the front six, in my opinion, picks itself or the midfield in the front three. I don't think you can play Jackson in this game. Um, it's it's uh, whether they play Badia Shield and Cole together really that I think is what's going to be the defining fact. I think Silver definitely plays. Personally. Yeah. So Chelsea have roughly a thirty percent win probability on Monday night. That means that <laughs> you're saying there's a chance we're going to be leaving the game disappointed most of the time. Although you know Spurs win at you know almost fifty percent. So. What's the percentage for a draw? Like thirty or? Yeah, so the draw percentage will be about 20, I believe, something like that. Spurs are quite heavy favourites, then. Yeah, Yeah, Spurs, I think, just over, I think, 40, between 45 and 48%, something around that, around the market. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think people are expecting Spurs to to put in a good showing, at least. Um, And, yeah, I mean, they're at home. They're they're playing really well. That stadium will be absolutely rocking on Monday night. I know a few people will definitely finish work, go for a few beers and show up ready to, to sing. And uh, yeah, we, we need to put in a good performance. I think it's a it's a massive, massive game. I think as Chris talked about at the start of the pod, the biggest game under Pochettino so far for sure. And uh, what I would say just before we finish is that we have also performed well in big games, I think, under Posh so far. Um, and it's really the, the sort of smaller, lower block games that I think we've struggled in. So I'm expecting us to play well. Let's uh, Let's get the score predictions then to finish things off. Brady, we'll go to you first. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go for a two-two, just the call of hipster sort of. You know, and they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna both score. But I don't know. I don't know about this game. I'm not sure if you can trust it. I, I don't trust our team yet. I know we played well, but we really need to win. But I think maybe two-two. But then if we can score two goals versus them, yeah, a score a draw. Or something. I think, I think it could easily be a draw. Yeah. A hipster two-two from Brady, Chris. What are you going for? Um, I. Do I dare say nil nil? 
you can do. If it's a, like, I, I mean, if you're a better man, that'd be long odds in this game. So you might you might want to put a punt on it if you think you've got. 0-0, <laughs> yeah. uh, fourteen to one. Put a fiver on it. Um, I'm going to go with 2-1 to Spurs on Monday night. Are you allowed to... Is that, is that the first time we've predicted a loss? On the I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I do actually think that Chelsea are going to play well in this game. I just feel like Spurs have just got too much momentum at the moment. And this is sort of the game before I think they fall off. I think this is uh, potentially one game too soon for... For us, I, don't, I just don't know. I, I do feel like we'll play well in this game, but yeah, I, I, I do think we'll probably end up losing. But yeah, uh, I don't think it is the first time we've predicted a loss. I think we've, we've definitely had a loss predicted before. Surely, I can't be the first person. Well, maybe Chris. Well, maybe things are going well. <laughs> okay, that's all we've got time for today. Today, regardless of the result, we will review this game um, next week. For more updates on all things ESCR, you can follow us on X at Eat Sleep Chelsea and Instagram at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat. As always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening.